Crypto, an antidote to tyranny. I was reflecting on the situation in Lebanon late last night. Country is in chaos with political corruption and economic instability. Perhaps the worst the economy has ever seen in, in, in the history of, of its nation. I've heard of first-hand stories of people who've had their whole bank accounts seized and stolen by their corrupt government and institutions. Then I started thinking about cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. Had the Lebanese civilians had their money invested in Bitcoin, they would still have a portion of it at their disposal. We're talking about people who had life savings in their bank accounts and had them seized, had the accounts frozen and then the balances seized just like that. And you got to understand from some of the first-hand stories I've heard, people have gone from living in this middle class or, or upper middle class kind of life with the wealth that they had accumulated and now they're living in practically circumstances of poverty so this is no joke this is no something that you know this is not something that that happens usually in specifically a, a developed nation I know in many Western countries, this, you can't even fathom something like this happening, but this is happening right now in Lebanon. And I was thinking about had they had their money invested in Bitcoin, they would still have a portion of it at their disposal rather than having it all frozen and then seized by, by the government. Now, the reason why they would have the, the money at their disposal is because Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are attached to the blockchain on the Internet. It's a decentralized monetary system. And in Bitcoin's case, there are only a limited amount. Therefore, governments and institutions can't manipulate the values by increasing the supply as they do with fiat currency. In regards to the situation in Lebanon, it would have been impossible for the government to seize their money had they had it in Bitcoin. They could have then escaped the country without running the risk of getting caught and having their money confiscated. Instead, they held US dollars and Lebanese lira, two fiat currencies that governments and institutions can easily manipulate because they have the power to print money, decrease purchasing power, and drive up inflation. The fact that governments and financial institutions have the power to manipulate the money system is perhaps widely accepted and tolerated in our Western nations. But this ability to do so when in the hands of tyrannical and oppressive regimes makes it a very scary proposition. Crypto is unique because it removes the middleman and gives more power to the common person.
This democratization of money is similar to the trends with social media in the last two decades. Before social media, only mainstream media outlets and major publishers could distribute content and information. Today, you have the same ability as long as you have a phone and some internet access. This democratization of media has evened out the playing field and put the power into the hands of the common person. I have no crypto investment strategies or price predictions on hand. I simply don't know enough of the both the technological and, and the financial side. However, one thing I do know is that crypto and blockchain has the potential to free a lot of people around the world from the sort of tyranny we see in Lebanon today. This is a really special technology that is emerging before us. And while I don't see a full-scale adoption for a while now, I think this is a, the beginning of something that's really going to free a lot of people. And we already know that there's a massive transfer of wealth that's going to take place, an unprecedented transfer of wealth that this, this emerging blockchain and cryptocurrency system is going to invoke. Simply put, financial systems all end up collapsing and new ones uh, are created. And we may be seeing the the eventual and, and, and inevitable demise of the current system, the current monetary system that we use today. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. The question is when. And I think within the next decade at least, we're going to see this huge shift take place. And in my view, being a millennial and being born into this technology, the internet and the, what the internet has brought and seeing how from my birth to now I'm the age of 30, how life has changed. It's safe to conclude that technology doesn't move backwards. Once there's this introduction and emergence of a, of a technology that, that provides value to people, it doesn't move backwards. That's not the trends that I've, that I've witnessed over my th short 30 year period in, in on this planet this technology only goes forward you we've seen it with social media i was about 18 when you know or i know i was even younger i was about 16 when myspace 
came out, was, which was one of the first social platforms. And then shortly after came Facebook. And the trend was, you know, you'd have a couple of people adopt it here and there. And you'd hear about it through word of mouth. Someone would say, I'm on this platform, sign up to this platform. And maybe first you might, you might resist it. Like most people from older generations do at the very start. They resist it because it's something so different. And, and so they're, it's, it's, they're not accustomed to, to these changes. And, and, and so they resist it. And then eventually you start to get more and more people who adopt the platform or the, or the technology. And then you get this mass influx. And now we have billions of people on Facebook. We have 1.5 billion people on TikTok. And TikTok's one of the newer platforms. So this mass adoption, these trends that we've seen, and think, these technologies and these platforms, the way people just mass adopt after a while, I think we're going to see that same trend occur with crypto. You know, if you look at the nature of money and, and currency at, it, at its core, break it down. This idea of, of cryptocurrency on the blockchain, it's perhaps, it's perhaps not a, a new concept and it's not a unique one either. And the way I explain this is, so cryptocurrency have, has two features. One, it's intangible. And that means that we don't carry it around in our wallets like we carry cash. The other feature is that it's digital. And that's unprecedented. However, this, this notion of intangibility in a currency, that's something that has been adopted before. There's this island in Polynesia who used massive stones as a currency. And you didn't actually have to have that stone in your possession to own a portion of that stone and that stone represented uh, some value so for example you may have built a boat and so everyone agreed on on this island that from the sale of your boat you owned a portion of this particular stone. And this stone could have been placed on the other side of the island, not in your possession, but that agreement among the people on the island created that value and gave you possession of some of that stone. And so you owned a portion of that and you could use that as an exchange. And the other thing about blockchain and, and, and cryptocurrency is that 
it's attached to the blockchain, which is the, the a, a ledger, pretty much where all the transactions are recorded, and everyone can see these tra transactions take place. It's almost like an open source kind of thing, and that was the other thing that these people on the island kind of had in their monetary system in that their blockchain or their ledger were was the the agreement among everyone on the island of who owned what and the the amazing thing is on this island there was once an incident where one of these stones was getting transported on a boat and the, the boat sunk and the stone was down at the bottom of the ocean. What did they do? The people of the island concluded that the stone still exists and you don't actually need to have the stone in your possession to you, for everyone to agree that you own part of that stone. The stone still exists on the bottom of the ocean. So whatever these people on the island agreed within their own mental ledger still existed despite the fact that the stone was on the bottom of the ocean. And so these are the two things that kind of, they, they don't make the concept of crypto unique in that way, that that intangibility and that the ledger in which the people of the island had a mental note, they took mental notes of who owned what. And that was kind of like their blockchain, their, their ledger. The unique thing about crypto and blockchain is the it's digitization. And going back to tyranny, this technology is, is democratizing the money system in that governments can't control the outcomes like they can with national currencies. And that's what makes this, this crypto thing really unique and really special. There's something really special about it. You know, I made the comparison earlier about social media and how it's got, it's got this similar trend because it's, there's a, the, the democratization of communication between people, you know, and it hasn't always been a good thing. You know, we've had terrorists post on Twitter and we've given, you know, social media platforms have given terrorists a, a megaphone to communicate with the world. However, I think the the benefits outweigh the, the the cons. In the case of social media, we can now all as individuals communicate at scale. We can run businesses on this on these social platforms and you know, it's opened up so many doors, this democratization of communication. If we go back hundreds of years, the main source of information 
and communication was the church. You know, you got everyone got their information and their news from the church. They were the authority figure. And then we moved, we got, you know, we moved into the radio and the television. And then it became the, the major publishers and mainstream media outlets that were the authoritative figure of communication and information. And for the individual, it was almost impossible to, to have a voice unless you had thousands of dollars at your disposal. Social media came along and just completely, completely changed the game. Completely changed the game to unprecedented levels whereby every single individual had a say and, and could have a voice. And there's something special in that crypto gives us that democratization of, of money. Now, I don't, I don't know enough to comment on where this is going to go. I'm just going off some of these trends that I've seen in the past with technology. You know, the, the democratization of communication in social media and now the democratization of money. Where this is going to go, I don't know. One thing I do know for sure, back to my main message, is that this tool has the potential to free a lot of people from the tyranny we see in Lebanon. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing to give people liberty? You know, because democracies the ones that we live in, in in the west are actually quite rare democracies that the, these good countries where we have our freedoms and our liberties it, it's quite rare compared to most other parts of the world and if this if cryptocurrency and blockchain this technology can come along and free more people and give them the liberties that we have in the west then that's something that I think, you know, we should all get behind. Whether that's, you know, for, for financial gain, which many people have, have seen, and many, many more, there's much more to come. But also looking at this as a tool, rather than just a vehicle for wealth, it's also a tool for other things. And, and, and I think... These other things, they, they have the potential to, to really change a lot, of, a lot of lives at scale. I see this crypto equals freedom. That's how I see it. Crypto equals freedom.